Phoebe of Phoebe's Pure Food, and thank you for joining us for Pure Food for Thought. Today, I have a very special guest. She's enthusiastic, and she's very passionate about vegan eating. I'm here with Jamie Kay of Save the Kales, and she has a podcast, or she actually has a cooking show, and she has a blog where she shares recipes and local inspiration, and you're also a contributor to Lee. Lehigh Valley Valley Style Style Magazine, yes. Yeah, that's very exciting, and that's new for this year. Yeah, new for 2014, yep. Yes, so I'm excited that you're here. Thank Um, you, I'm excited too. (laughs) Yeah, Um, always on the the Pure Food for Thought show, the first question that we open is, what would you like people to learn from your story today? Whew, that's (laughs) a deep one. I've been thinking about this for days. Um, I don't... I think this is interesting. I think there's a part of me that always felt like I would do what I'm doing now, but I never really (laughs) had the confidence that it could actually happen until it started happening. And so um, I suppose it's that thing about people saying your whole life, you're good at this, you're good at this, you should pursue this. And maybe there's fear. Maybe there's even a bit of perfectionism around avoiding it because it means so much to you you don't want to mess up I've always loved writing I've always Mm -hmm. loved communicating with people but you know you don't go to high school and learn (laughs) how to host a tv show you tell people that and they think you're crazy um so to just be able to do it and figure it out along the way has been a huge life lesson Mm -hmm. so you've been passionate then about cooking for a long time or passionate about vegan eating Uh, Where did it start? I would say all of the above. Uh (laughs) Um, When I was, uh, well, when I was a teenager, I got involved in kind of like the punk rock scene in Wilkes-Barre, Pennsylvania, where I'm from. And a lot of people were different activists of all kinds. Mm -hmm. And that's when I first learned about animal, animal rights activism. And the first time I heard about veganism, I thought it was totally wackadoodle. I Mm -hmm. didn't understand why anybody would ever want to do that. Um, And then when I was 17, my father died on a Unexpectedly, and I became super hyper aware of like things dying and I didn't want <laughs> anything to die, whether mm-hmm. that was like a human, if it was a dad or if it was like a chicken and a chicken's right. dad. And so that uh, sort of shifted my focus. And I suppose at that time, learning about animals and about compassion was a way for me to kind of mirror that back on myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and then... Um, I went through college, had some little bumps in the road of veganism, and then um, probably about five or six years ago, I found my way back after uh, a a long stint of depression. Mm -hmm. Uh, And again, it brought me back to that sort of compassionate place. If I'm going to try so hard to be a good person and care about other things and other creatures, I should probably try to care a little bit more about myself. And so that was a very healing thing for me. Mm -hmm. So when you do vegan eating or... I don't consider it really like a diet. It's mm-hmm. more of a lifestyle, um, like a choice, whether it's for dietary or for you know social reasons, yeah, um, or for animal rights reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, how did that change? Did it change the way you like began to eat? eat? Like, was it a overnight change, or did you start to make the baby steps? Because a lot of people want to make the change and they don't even know how to start. Yeah, well, when I was a teenager, my mom was very supportive, um, mm-hmm. but she she didn't really have any idea, like, what to cook for me. Right. Uh, so I remember going to the grocery store and finding, like, 
fake like vegan right. cheese which at the time was gross uh-huh. there are better ones now um and buying like these like health food store products that i never had before i mean i grew up in a like a polish family oh. we ate kielbasa right. we ate everything like ham <laughs> like stuff smothered in you know like butter mm-hmm. and onions pierogies all that stuff so that's like what my family grew up in so she was very supportive but i kind of had to <laughs> learn to cook for myself if i wanted to eat so you did it alone like you cooked well not alone but you cooked for yourself like you cooked separate meals for yourself Mm -hmm. yeah I cooked for myself and you know I don't necessarily advocate people eating like the processed quote-unquote like fake foods all the time but they definitely make it easy um you can find pretty much a vegan version of anything so if you're transitioning your diet from from not vegan to vegan or even just trying to eat more plant-based foods you know you can find anything you could possibly want uh in the supermarket now yeah right so you started to use then the processed foods initially, but it, from what I see, like following your page and mm-hmm. following um, the TV series, it looks like you do like a lot of visits to farms mm-hmm. and you've connected to like a lot of local growers as well. Yeah. And, and that's that, part of the process? That for me it was, yeah. I mean, I started off um, just trying to find, like I was definitely, the term is I guess junk food vegan. Mm-hmm. It was like health was <laughs> not, I don't even care just as long as it doesn't have animal products in it. Like I'll eat potato chips mm-hmm. 20 times a day. It doesn't matter. Um, when I got to college, I gained a lot of weight. I gained a lot of weight uh, being vegan because all the vegetables would have <laughs> like Parmesan cheese on them. Right. So my options were like bagels, French fries, white pasta, with marinara sauce and uh you know now over the years i've learned to add a lot more vegetables do more whole foods cooking but a lot of it was based on budget too um you know and so the processed foods can be what's the part that's expensive but like rice beans vegetables and especially with farmers markets they're so affordable thank you for saying yeah because (laughs) it's like a misconception that so many people have that eating well is expensive Mm -hmm. and it's not no when you consider how much how many servings you get out of a box of prepared food versus like a bag of rice or a bag of beans yeah so where did save the kales come from the name of your website and (gasps) yeah the name (laughs) save the kales well the little logo just for those of people who can't see it (laughs) is a whale um, and instead of water sprouting out of his back, it's kale leaves uh-huh. spreading out of its, out of its back. So mm-hmm. it's a play on the term "save the whales." Um, I knew when I started the blog, I didn't consider myself vegan at the time. I was cooking vegan food, but I wasn't calling myself a vegan. So I didn't want it to be like the Jamie K vegan blog. That didn't make any sense for me. Uh, but I wanted it to be fun and cheerful and cute. Uh, I wanted that the name to reflect all of those things, but also have some element of like vegetableness uh-huh. <laughs> to it. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, the name just came to me. <laughs> Why were you afraid to claim that name vegan? Is that uh, part of like the fear thing where you where you felt like you might isolate some viewers? Uh, or some people might be turned off by the word vegan. I don't know if it was not. that. I think well, I at the time I didn't consider myself vegan um i was i was eating that way but i didn't have all the other parts in line yet um but also i think that there's there's a vegan fill in the blank blog like for everything yes and Uh you know they start and it's all good i mean i don't i don't dislike the word vegan i just think that they really start to like run into each other after Mm -hmm. a while the vegan this the vegan that um and so I just thought Save the Kales was cute. And I love puns. So, hey, vegetable puns. You can't beat that. Right? (laughs) That's cute. So when you talk about the message that you're hoping people will take from this, Mm -hmm. it's part of, like, shedding some of that fear 
and taking risks. What was like one of the first big risks that you think that you took looking back now that might have seemed like immense? Mm -hmm. But looking back, you think, oh, it was really just a baby step. Uh, well, I think one of the most interesting things, I hadn't realized I had done this, but, um, you know, weight, body image, all of that mm -hmm. stuff has certainly been a big part of my life. And when you're in the vegan community, so often that is tied to health. So yes. often that is tied to fitness. People often think they're one in the same. They're yes. not. Maybe that's a conversation mm -hmm. for another time. They mm -hmm. can be, though. Um, and so what I <laughs> didn't really realize what I was doing is by putting myself on TV and, oh. you know, not necessarily mm -hmm. looking like a fitness instructor. I right. mean, I work out, but, you know, I don't have like an eight pack yeah. <laughs> or anything. Um, <laughs> I was really like physically representing the different types of vegans that exist. And, yes. you know, as someone who has had my appearance criticized in the past, I didn't really think a lot about it. But like going on TV was pretty brave. Yeah. Um, I still get emails once in a while criticizing really? me. Yeah. Oh, People no. like to be mean. But you know yeah. what? Like, it's all good. I, you it know, is. I... It, I'm the one with the TV show, and so you can take all your time <laughs> exactly writing mean right. emails and go make your own show if you want to, so don't criticize me. <laughs> I love the way, yeah, that's a perfect way of thinking, and that sounds like Brene Brown. Did you read her book? Yes. Okay, yeah. Isn't she great? She She's is amazing. Great. <laughs> yeah, and I love the way she thinks like that, and I yeah. like the way you think that way, too. So we're going to take a quick 10-minute sure. break, or a break, not a 10-minute break. We'll be back, <laughs> and thank you so much for joining us, and stay tuned. Entrepreneurs, nonprofits, Everyday people need to tell their story. You need to connect with your audience. Find out more about how to use the platform of The People Chronicles to tell and share your story today. Contact us at info at thepeoplechronicles.com or 610-207-6573. Welcome back to Pure Food for Thought, and I'm here with Jamie Kay of Save the Kales. And when we left, we were last talking about the vegan community yes. and some of the stumbling blocks you've had and mm -hmm. some of the things that have made you like a little bit more confident yes. in what you do. Yeah. So what do you think you learned from your experience with your interaction with the vegan community? Like, have you found that there's probably just as much or more support? Yeah, and there's a tremendous amount of support. Mm -hmm. That's that's the bulk of it, because I think at the end of the day, we're all kind of fighting the same good fight, right. <laughs> whether we're uh -huh. doing it for animals or for health or for like local food activism. Uh, but there are, of course, always, I suppose, in any sort of like group of people, um, the people who <laughs> get really excited about not liking <laughs> other mm -hmm. people or other things or are they're convinced that they're not doing it in the quote unquote right, right. way. Mm -hmm. um, and so that was a massive lesson. Mm -hmm. um, the first time that I, there was like a war on save the kales launched by um, oh. some people who were vegan. Mm -hmm. I just remember thinking like, but we're all fighting for the same thing. Like we're all yeah. trying to share the same message. Why? I, I couldn't even comprehend mm -hmm. that. Um, and you, I thought, it, yeah, I thought if, I thought if, if we're all on the same team and you're hating what I do, then like, how could anybody else possibly like it? You right. know, how do you not take it personally? 
I totally took it personally, but, um, I think it goes back to something I touched on earlier, which is, you know, now I've learned to kind of at least look at where it's coming from because anybody can be critical and like, we all know that, especially on the internet, Uh (laughs) people can be very critical. Um, they would say things online that they would never, ever say to somebody in real life. Mm -hmm. Uh, so is it constructive criticism? Is there anything to be pulled out of it? Is there a lesson in the middle of some giant rant telling you how awful you are? Maybe there's something (laughs) that you could actually take from that and apply and learn right and then all the rest of the stuff just throw it away mm-hmm. yeah so it's okay to let it I mean you've learned to let a lot of things go yeah I've tried to find a lesson and then if I find one that's awesome and then I <laughs> let the rest go uh-huh. yeah <laughs> so how do you how do you find your voice or have you found that that's helpful to you that kind of like open forum the internet forum have you mm-hmm. found that that's helped refine your voice and your message yeah because I think that if I'm preaching compassion and kindness which is why I'm vegan at the core of it um I need to extend that to other people even when it's really really hard um and so every time something like that happens it's an opportunity to treat people with kindness to listen to what they're saying and also you know if somebody's ranting on and on about how awful you are and you just say thank you for sharing your opinion and they continue to rant (laughs) They look kind of silly then. Yeah. So I just let <laughs> that true. play out. Yeah. 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 So as a woman owning a small business, mm-hmm. and I, I imagine a lot of younger women admire you for what you do. Yeah. So you're probably frequently asked for advice on starting a blog mm-hmm. or, you know, following a passion, if it's especially food related, because you're a health coach as well, mm-hmm. right? You're yes. Certified. I'm a vegan lifestyle coach, yeah. which is, yeah, that's part mm-hmm. of it. Health is part of it. So you probably get approached frequently by younger people or Mm -hmm. other women who want to start a business. Like, is there some kind of like advice that you have to offer, especially with, you know, learning the lessons and stumbling and Mm -hmm. how do you stay resilient? Um, You have to just start. Mm-hmm. And I still, I sometimes feel insecure because I don't have super fancy camera to take food photography pictures. <laughs> and well, thank it's you. It's like a viewer, um, you wouldn't know. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, my website has been, is not have all the bells and whistles. I mean, there's so much I want to do, um, but I didn't have the funds or I didn't even have the know-how. And so I just started doing something with what I had Mm -hmm. and it's led to all this stuff. And I think that we get so caught up in trying to be perfect. And we look at the people who are doing like really awesome stuff Uh and we think that we have to be that on day one overnight. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you forget that things take time and that you have to do things to figure them out. And so Mm -hmm. just, you know, starting a blog is free. Mm -hmm. Starting um, a podcast is free. There's always equipment. There's always stuff you could do, but so much of this, like you don't have to ask permission for anything now with the way our society is and technology. Yeah. If you want to start a TV show, go and make one. You can do it on your cell phone and upload it to YouTube and you've just made a TV show (laughs) in 10 minutes and the whole world can watch it. Like that's amazing. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So when you, what are some of the biggest like hurdles that you've had or have you like stumbled in such a big way and thought, oh my gosh, I cannot believe I just said that, did that, I'll never recover. Mm, I think the the thing that's been the most detrimental to me is actually feeling like I shouldn't share when good things happen because I know I've definitely done the thing where I've seen somebody and like their whole life looks amazing and then I feel bad about myself and I started to become aware that uh, perhaps I was part of that like you know by by not being as vulnerable maybe Um, and so then when good things started happening I wouldn't talk about them ever and that was kind of like a weird 
like taking some steps backwards. I don't know what that was all about. I think I'm still like figuring that out. Um, Maybe it's that I don't ever want to be part of something that would make someone else feel bad for themselves. And Mm -hmm. so to like avoid anybody thinking that my life is perfect and theirs is not, Mm -hmm. I just didn't, I just stopped talking about anything good for a while. Right. Uh, But you probably cheerlead other people's causes. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm, Absolutely. Sometimes you find it hard then to champion your own cause. And we, I mean, but we all know yeah. if we don't do it, and it's easier said than done. Yeah. <laughs> it's easier said than done. When I started my blog and my husband would read it, he would say, oh my gosh, Phoebe, people are going to think like you are like so full of yourself in your own head. And I thought, oh my goodness, like yeah. that's not what I intend. Mm-hmm. I just want to share and I get excited. So you yeah. probably feel the same way. Like you would like to share, mm-hmm. but then sometimes it's a struggle because well, you don't want to toot your own horn. Yeah, that that's it, it too. But or I think I think the more that we talk about like this authentic place and yeah. like even showing people the process, like mm-hmm. you know, I'm sure anything good that's happened, like you've a lot of us have messed up a lot before yeah. the good thing <laughs> happened. And so if we can talk about those mess ups, those mistakes, those lessons, right? We're gonna call them yeah. lessons. Uh-huh. Um, that gives some humanity to it. Yes. Um, and so that's been really exciting mm-hmm. uh, to talk about the struggles as well as the good things. And I think that when you do that, it shows people that good things don't just like jump out of the sky at right. you. You work for them and mm-hmm. you stumble a little bit and then they can happen if you are uh, persistent and persevere. Right. Yeah. Because people sometimes just forget about all those struggles that it takes to get to be mm-hmm. where you are. So two years you've been doing the show. TV shows yeah. and you can catch that on what's the local station it's RCN RCN okay. cable yep and iFood TV iFood TV yep so um, we can follow you as you do like the farm tours yeah right? uh, yeah we do all kinds of stuff we go all over the place uh-huh. <laughs> with the show but yeah you can see all of that um, through the show everything's on YouTube as well if people don't live uh, locally or they don't get the station they can also watch every show on YouTube mm-hmm. and what are some of the um, shows that are people people are most responsive to in terms of cooking like what do you feel has been most successful for you in sharing like a vegan lifestyle is it do you think it's like a healthy spin on things or do you think it's I think it's the ease through (laughs) which I like to think I present it. Um, It's important to me that if I'm using an ingredient that's maybe a little more foreign, I can explain what it is and say, this is where you get it and it's not very expensive and here's how you use it. Um, It's important to me to make everything accessible. Um, And so, yeah, the health stuff, I mean, I think people get really excited when they can cook something that's healthier, a healthier version for them. Like I have a beer and cheese soup that's actually made out of vegetables and it's vegan. That sounds really good. And yeah, and it's amazing and it's super creamy. And I think people get really excited when they learn that you can blend like potatoes and carrots and you can make this really creamy soup and not have to throw dairy in it. Like, so it's kind of like an empowerment thing, too, that people can learn something that's actually a skill and then use it every day and feed themselves and feed them family. It's kind of like nourishing, you know, from the inside out. Yeah, Uh exactly. (laughs) So in terms of. And I want to go back to this because this is something that I think is so crucial. Mm-hmm. Like when you take the risk to go on t- and do your own TV show and you open yourself to criticism from other people, especially with um, like body image yeah. and the perception that people have about vegans, mm-hmm. um, because there are so many different reasons people go vegan. Um, how did you get past that? Well, uh, I didn't really have a choice. It, uh-huh. was, it was either stop doing the show, and that wasn't an option. Yeah. Um, you know, and so now I'm actually pulling a lot more uh, body image and body positivity stuff into my work. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's funny because nobody's ever said, like, you're too fat to care about marriage equality. Oh. But for some reason, people <laughs> say, how could you be vegan and look like that? And it's like, well, I don't know. I think guacamole's delicious. Yeah. I think that unhealthiness is 
hating yourself because right. you had a cupcake at your friend's birthday right. party. Like that to me is unhealthy. So right. if I'm talking again about health, that means healthy in your mind too. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I had to get over it. <laughs> okay. So I love this, like the whole perception that the way your life changed probably now that you took this risk, you took mm-hmm. the risk to start the blog. You took the risk to become certified mm-hmm. as a health coach, a vegan health coach lifestyle. And the TV show, I think, is just a big step to take. So you've mm-hmm. bu- become very successful. And actually, you were nominated for... For a Mid-Atlantic Emmy. Yeah. I yeah. think that's so exciting. <laughs> and especially like a woman doing it. That makes me very excited. Yeah, that was cool. <laughs> um, but it sounds like what you hope people learn from your story is to not take yourself too seriously. Mm-hmm. Um, it's okay to share your passion and do it unapologetically. Ooh, right. Like that's what, that. that's yeah. what it sounds like. This is what you're saying. And um, to follow your passion. Mm-hmm. I think that's probably what it, that's what I gather. And to know that you can expect to stumble, mm-hmm. to share that as often as you share your successes. Yeah. And that it's going to look different for you than for yeah. other people. That's you know, true. when I started a blog, I thought everything I posted had to be about yoga and green smoothies oh. because every <laughs> vegan blog was like yoga, green smoothies, yoga, green smoothies. And I didn't even know if I had a place in this community. Yeah. Um, so figuring that out is super important, but you're only going to know what that is if you start. So right. just start. Yes. Yeah. I think it's an incredible story. I think it's Thank amazing. You. <laughs> and before I forget, we should make sure to mention that you are part of the Bethlehem Veg Fest. Yeah. And when is that? It's going to be August 23rd in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. Okay. It is free. It is huge. We get about 10,000 people. Kids are welcome. Dogs are welcome. You should come. <laughs> and you should totally bring your non-vegan friends or yeah. non-vegan partners. It's a lot of fun. I went last year. Mm-hmm. You can find the info um, from last year's on my blog. But be sure to find Jamie's uh, show, Save the Kales, and follow her TV series and her blog. Yeah. And thank you so much for joining us. Thank you.